Hello and welcome to Soul Self, where we talk all things energy, consciousness, trauma healing, mindset manifesting, and more. Prepare to turn your pain into medicine and inspiration so you can be in alignment, living your purpose, having juicy relationships, and lush abundance. To stay up to date, join my newsletter at bloomshakti.com and make sure to browse some of my other offerings. Okay, hello Anna, how are you today? I'm good, Shana. Thanks for having me on. Of course. I love your work. And I would really like to know, um, how did you get into your line of work? Oh, wow. Really interesting question. Um, my whole story and journey become, be, begins with a breakup that I have that I had to, to have, I guess, with uh, what I call now a, a feminine man, so to say, or at the time he was more in his feminine than in his masculine. An amazing man. But um, it just wasn't aligned or there was something missing. I didn't know what, what was it that was missing. Um, and only later as I broke up with him and I started to, I, saw, I had to date again. And, and interestingly enough, everybody has their own story. But my story was that I was with this particular man for about five years. And before him, I was with another man for five years. So essentially, I never dated um, up until I was, let's say, 24 really because oh, wow. I jumped from a long-term relationship into a long-term relationship yeah and so when I broke up with this guy and at that time I was in Kuala, Kuala Lumpur Malaysia living as an expat working for a company I had to date again and I was like I have no idea how to do this like how do you, how do, you do this and um yeah, that led me down the hole of a lot of, uh, you know, uh, research and books, men are from Mars, women are from Venus and all of that. And um, yeah, and, and discovering polarity, discovering polarity and really, I don't know why. I mean, I, I think I just had a disposition. I started to be obsessed with polarity. Polarity was something that I resonated so much, the feminine masculine polarity and how it plays um, in this dating dynamics, I was just so obsessed with it. And I remember I read a story uh, and an article that was basically talking about a, a man and a woman having an argument in a restaurant. And, uh, you know, they get on a date and they weren't, maybe they were in a relationship, maybe not, but, you know, she's at the, he's at the restaurant, she comes in and she feels like something is off. And he's sitting there, she's asking him, as a woman would do, what's wrong? And he's like, nothing's wrong, everything's fine. So they continue, continue, and she continues to feel this energy from him. And um, what's wrong? I know something's wrong. He's like, everything's okay. You know, everything's fine. Don't worry about it. Let's just continue dinner. And so it escalates and escalates. And the woman starts to build stories in her head about what is this about? By the time they get into the car, she's like crying. And as they start to drive home, she's crying and saying, you know, what's wrong? What's wrong? What happened? Is there another woman? Are you trying to break up with me? All of that. So that blog article was about that. And this is basically the woman's, um, it was presented as the woman's side uh, journal entry. So this is what she wrote about that ex experience from, let's say, last night, all of these things. Mm -hmm. And then his diary was had just one line that said my motorcycle broke <laughs> and that so, that is I, so funny yeah. <laughs> it is funny because it's also really true mm -hmm. and so when i read that together with my whole quest of polarity and research and men i actually i was very entrepreneurial and i wanted to have a lot of fun i actually started my own podcast back then which i called men inside show and i started to interview a lot of men about women dating in relationships um 
And I think mostly that, that part of my story was to understand myself and how do I find a partner and how do I create this relationship dynamic? And then one thing led to another. And then I think by the first year um, of me interviewing all these men and researching and try getting into my feminine, getting out of my head, having the time of my life, I attracted my um, husband. And uh, we've been married for about five and a half years, have two beautiful daughters. And uh, yeah, this is this is how I came to do And that. That whole work evolved and I started claimed and I uh, started to work with women and I discovered this phenomenon, which was true for me, but I managed to overcome it because I really worked through myself. I've discovered this phenomenon that the more successful women become, the less successful they are in dating and relationships with men. And I found that extremely interesting mm -hmm. and I wanted to know why. And this is what led to uh, where I am today. Uh, you know, I'm a feminine embodiment coach. I have this amazing program called Claimed where I help single successful women attract committed masculine men. This is the long story short. <laughs> tell me more about your program claimed. What do you want to know? I can tell how, um, how often, when is the enrollment? How long is it? What are some of the subjects that you, you know, topics that you cover in there? Yeah, great. Thanks for asking. So the enrollment is ongoing. Uh, you can basically sign up to work with us, with me, uh, at any point in time. Obviously, the sooner you do, the better. Because <laughs> most women who join the program say something along the lines of, I wish I knew this 10 years ago, something like that. Um, and so the program is really based on, um, uh, you know, my IP framework that I developed, which I called Embodied Feminine Polarity. And it really is a journey for women who are, you know, experiencing challenges in their dating dynamics with men. They're either attracting emotionally unavailable men uh, um, who don't want a relationship, who are ghosting, are only interested in sex, whatever that story is, or women who attract feminine men who I was with before. And mm -hmm. how I describe a feminine man um, is a man who doesn't have the leadership capacity, doesn't plan, doesn't organize, would rather let you do all the work, would rather let you make all the decisions and all that and if you're a feminine essence woman you know that this is not very attractive like logical <laughs> term Absolutely uh, you not. don't want to be with a man like that mm -mm. in the beginning he's a really nice guy and might feel good but in the long term it just doesn't work and so as we start working together women really go on this journey of rediscovery first of all discovering polarity feminine masculine polarity in relationships right so this is Embodied feminine polarity basically has three parts to it, which is embodiment, polarity, and then, oh, sorry, embodiment, feminine, and then polarity. So basically, it's three parts where there is the feminine masculine polarity, where we work on helping a woman starting to get out of her head and mm -hmm. into her body, starting to lean back and relax into her feminine, along the way, actually busting through a lot of the limiting beliefs and the myths of what it is to be a feminine woman because a lot of women think that femininity is weakness yeah. and if I relax and let go of control and surrender then oh my god my life is going to crumble which is total nonsense mm -hmm. um, so that's the first part the second part is really rediscovering and reframing your beliefs about relationships about yourself and about men mm -hmm. so I'll give you examples a lot of women have these beliefs that I can't trust men Oh, yeah. Men are cheaters. Mm -hmm. Men are liars. Uh, relationships never last. Relationships always involve cheating and all of that. And then most importantly, what we work with is actually limiting beliefs about yourself. 
at the bottom, deep down inside, why women experience challenges in their dating dynamics and why they're not able to attract the men of their dreams is because they don't feel good enough. They don't feel good enough for a great man. They don't feel worthy of a great man or they, they feel like deep down inside they don't deserve love. And mm -hmm. all of these goes into back into family dynamics, how we grow up with society, culture, all of that stuff. Yes. And all of the work that I'm doing. So <clears throat> the first two, two parts, which is feminine masculine polarity and, <clears throat> excuse me, beliefs work is actually not new. I feel like a lot of, well, not a lot, but maybe some of the personal growth programs, they have these two elements, but what makes claimed unique and what I'm, my work with women is the embodiment element of it. So when we work through this polarity, helping women get out of her head and into her body from masculine into feminine, mm -hmm. when we work from reframing your beliefs about yourself, men and relationships, we do all of that in an embodied way, which means that we're dropping into the body. The whole program is weaved uh, with embodiment tools and techniques. And this is so important for women today because most of us, and I'm including myself uh, in the past, right? Most women just walk around completely disembodied they live in their head oh, yeah. all the time uh they do to do, do they work they think and they do not realize that their body um is carrying so much frozen tension you can see this in a woman's energy as yeah. she walks around like most women are like i don't know what i'm doing wrong i'm looking yeah. the package and yet she arrives on a date with a very masculine disposition in her body with a lot of rigidity in her body with a lot of weight on her shoulders and so when she starts to do embodiment work, there's a lot of release. And some women say, you know, I signed up for a dating program and here I'm crying for a week. Got to shed those layers. <laughs> yeah, I know. So all of that, I don't know how you want to call it, layers, baggage, whatever. Mm -hmm. But mostly I say in this program, as a woman, you learn how to feel. And the feeling is the domain of a feminine. There's nothing more attractive than a woman who is aligned with yes. who she is and can allow herself to feel uh, first of all with herself and with the inner circle of women and the next um, the, the journey is to allow yourself to feel with a man and this mm -hmm. is how you attract intimate true intimacy and true love by aligning with who you are as a woman and there's nothing more attractive than an embodied feminine essence woman who knows who she is and com comes from a place of power in into her dating life or relationships claimed is an all-encompassing program because you are hitting all the main points. The femininity, the polarity, you know, diving into, you're basically doing the groundwork with the inner child stuff and going back to, you know, healing the family dynamics and experiences up until that yeah. point. So that's amazing. I'm curious to know, what is your take on what the feminist movement has done and where women are today? Mm. you got to provide me some context. There. Okay, so... It's a very, uh, <laughs> you know, it's a very general question. True, okay. Um, if you could give me some specifics, that would be, that'd be great. Because I can So, better. the feminist <laughs> movement was initially created for women to have voting rights, working rights, being able to drive, what have you, which is amazing. It provides us with that, you know, freedom. However, the pendulum has swung so far that now, you know, there was actually a whole movement of killing all men because men ruin the world and women should take over. And I feel like instead of, you know, what feminism actually stood for, now it's like radical feminist. And the feminine, the women who are part of the feminist movement have themselves actually stated that 
this isn't what they were trying to stand for. Now it's extreme. And what they were trying to do is just have women get their freedom, but still stay as like women. And also, okay, yeah, I'm going to leave it there. So what do you think about that so far? <laughs> yeah, well, I, I agree with that. You know, I talk about this in my program. Um, you're right. Like, you know, people like Susan B. Anthony um, yes. and, you know, the early feminists, the first wave feminism was incredible and amazing and it needed to happen this is where we are where we are today and then the feminist movement obviously went through a few waves mm -hmm. and the waves that we're seeing now uh, the wave that we're seeing now is that wave that is a post i guess we could, you call it postmodern feminism because i think that a lot of people themselves have misconceptions about the feminist movement you know yeah. the feminist movement is amazing it's the yes. equity feminist movement yes is like we're all feminists. Like, if you ask me, are you a feminist? Of course. Absolutely, yeah. Equal rights for women mm -hmm. and all of that, right? Yeah. Um, but then there's a whole other area of feminism where, um, you know, it's almost like taking down men mm -hmm. has become an agenda. And this agenda is infiltrating a lot of the institutions and a lot of the educational programs and all this bullshit that's happening, which I personally believe is bullshit. Yeah, because, it is. You know, and I, I mean, I could talk about this forever. There's so many repercussions from that, you know, this whole toxic masculinity and take down men and the patriarchy and all of that. Mm -hmm. It's, it's basically, I, the difference is that equity feminism is great. Yes. It's what's supposed to happen, what should be there. Yes. Um, identity, or I think it's called, uh, equity versus identity uh feminism is is different because that other feminism is is, is having a personal vendetta on men and um it has so many different um just what's the word i'm looking for destructive um repercussions starting from starting from hating men um making men feel bad because they're men mm -hmm. because they're masculine and really making men question their masculinity yeah which is uh i think this is one if i were to look at it i mean there's many there's many amazing things that came out of this movement but then there's things that are not so great and one of the biggest things i think is when we now have young men questioning their masculinity and questioning their identity yeah and uh, there's a lot of problems happening with men today which is which is not right uh you know um, and so, yeah, I don't personally subscribe to that. I see a lot of that happening. You know, when I talk about my message of polarity and stuff, I get a lot of backlash from right. those feminists. Yes. But <laughs> it is what it is, you know. But the, the, And they tell us to go back to the 1940s. <laughs> yeah, well, that's what they think that a lot of women, when they hear my message about polarity, first they're like, what are you talking about? Like, mm -hmm. I'm not going to be submissive and... You're, you're telling me to go back to the 50s and yeah. like stay in the kitchen. And I'm like, no, you're reading that between the lines. That's not what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. And so the more they get kind of massaged around the message and start to really understand for themselves that they are attracted to men who are in their masculine, mm -hmm. who are driven and successful and who lead. Uh, a man who leads you into a relationship doesn't mean... Uh, a man is dominant and toxic and whatever, you know, like 
I had a discussion with a friend of mine. She's a family friend, and she was saying we were discussing this polarity stuff, and she told me, "Oh, you know, interesting. I wouldn't, I wouldn't look at string as a masculine man." And I was like, "Why? String is my husband." Uh-huh. <laughs> says, well, because you know he doesn't. When he walks into the room, he doesn't try to take power over the room, or he doesn't create these win-lose situations. And mm-hmm. I said, "Is that what you think masculine is?" And she's like, "Well, yeah." So this is the repercussion that we have today, that women think that masculine, a masculine man, just a masculine man, or who's been strong in his masculinity, healthy. Mm-hmm. So I had to kind of have a discussion with her, maybe educate her a little bit that, yeah, for sure, masculine can be healthy, which I believe my husband to me and a lot of men that are, I mean, all men that are in my life. But then there is unhealthy um, masculine men who Absolutely. create these win-lose situations, stuff like that. Uh the same thing is on the feminine side. Mm-hmm. The feminine can also be healthy feminine and unhealthy feminine. Yes. So yes. It all, it's, it's all, you know, two sides of the same coin in a sense. So, yeah, that's how I would answer that question. And it's really sad that men don't know what their place is in the world today. It's really sad to see that. And I'm curious to know how your friend mentioned, oh, string doesn't seem like, you know, a dominant man. Do you think, what is your take on like alpha and beta kind of men, like these titles? Yeah, I, I tend not to, I mean, sometimes for the purpose of marketing, I, you know, we use these terms, but I don't use alpha and beta. I use feminine masculine. Yeah. Yeah. You know, is this, um, hmm, that's a really good question because, you know, is alpha masculine and beta feminine? In a way, I think so. In a way, but potentially, but then when I look at, so when we look at men, who's the alpha guy, who's the beta guy, we can say that, oh, the alpha guy's in his masculine and the beta guy's in his feminine, maybe. Mm-hmm. But then do we, if we apply, here's where I don't agree with this. I, I just came up with it. Because okay. I think Give it to me. <laughs> so when, we, when we apply that into relationships, so let's say men and a woman are in a, in a romantic relationship heterosexual relationship and he's in his masculine she's in her feminine mm-hmm. i i i don't think that we can say alpha and beta no so way man is mm-hmm. in his masculine therefore he's an alpha and she's in feminine therefore she's a beta yes. no yeah. so for me personally i don't think that we can equate alpha beta with feminine masculine because alpha beta has a hierarchy and that's what i think the misconception is that Beta is lower than, mm-hmm. less than, mm-hmm. alpha. I think we can all agree. Nobody wants to be beta. Yeah. Unless you have extremely traditional views or whatever, right? Yeah. So when we think about masculine feminine polarity dynamic in a relationship, I have to educate my audience about this, that there's no hierarchy. Mm-hmm. And that's why I think a lot of misconceptions arise from, because a lot of women think that feminine is less than, yeah. weaker than the masculine. How I teach polarity is that feminine and masculine are exactly equal. They're equal representations of power mm-hmm. in all humans, right? So Absolutely, all of us yeah. are masculine and feminine. Mm-hmm. Most women, though, identify with a feminine essence. It's how you know that you are a feminine essence woman. Very simple question that I, you know, I've tested this. I talk to thousands of women. So if I ask you, Shana, let's do this test. I, I do this test every time and every time it works. <laughs> so if I to ask you so are you are you single at the moment are you in a am, relationship? Okay. i am single single yeah <laughs> okay so if i were to ask you i mean it doesn't matter that much but i was just curious so if i were to ask you how do you want to feel in a relationship dynamic what would you say 
taken care of, supported, and like that person adds to my life and makes it easier, if anything. Like I love a man that plans everything. And honestly, ever since I started doing this work, my like that's the only kind of man that I've attracted. And I don't think there's any going back. Like if a man yeah. can't show up in that way, I'm just like, okay, like, bye, you know? <laughs> Yeah, there's no going back. That's why I see this with my clients. They're like, oh my God, I've been living under a rock. Yeah. I didn't know how to date. And because this attracting this types of men and allowing them to court and lead and pursue is just, not only it's attractive, but it's like how we want it to be on both sides. Yes. So you said you want to feel taken care of and all of that. And so that is the answer that women say. Most women say, I want mm -hmm. to feel safe mm -hmm. in a relationship. I want to feel taken care of. This is how you know you're a feminine essence woman yes. now when i say you're a feminine essence woman it doesn't mean that you're not ambitious it mm -hmm. doesn't mean that you do not have masculine energy if you ask me i have a lot of masculine energy all my girlfriends tell me you are the most successful and ambitious person i know so i've got a lot of that drive i've been always um someone who just had goals and achieved everything she wanted all of that so that's another misconception women have they're like oh if i'm in my feminine i can't have a high-powered career or a job or a business absolutely not true and this is what I see in my clients so going back to your question about uh, about no hierarchy mm -hmm. there are equal powers that is when we come into a relationship as a man and as a woman we're absolutely equal and yes. feminine and masculine dynamics or energies are present in both of us but most women identify with a feminine essence most women identify with with a masculine essence mm -hmm. what does that mean it's that in relationship primary i'm talking about relationship we can talk about other areas but it, the lines are a bit blurry there but in relationships women most women who are our feminine essence women are going to be a lot happier and fulfilled when they are, cho are choosing it's a choice that you make absolutely so they're choosing to show up in their feminine which is so much more aligned to who you are as you said oh my god i'm attracting men who plan and lead and pursue like that. have my babies <laughs> yeah. and this is where attraction actually happens yeah. and if you do this right from the beginning this is why i teach a lot of my women and you're doing amazing shana because you're creating this polarity right nice. i mean there might be other issues happening in relationship or dating but we're just now talking about polarity if you do this right from the beginning in your dating if you lean back and allow men to come to you to approach to pursue mm -hmm. then you set up yourself for success to not only let this man lead you into a relationship and then potentially marriage but you also now have a recipe of attraction long term Absolutely. this is something you have to do consciously like this is why i say because polarity has been always at my forefront with my husband um i'm still attracted to this man five five and a half years after we're married we have two children and you know this whole misconception about oh yeah once you get married have kids like forget it like just forget it You're that's like, actually my number one fear anna honestly like Yes, when you're dating someone, you know, I feel like the first two years are fun and exciting and everything's smooth sailing. But I do wonder, like, how do women sustain the polarity, you know, five, ten years into the marriage? So I'm curious to know, how do you sustain that polarity? Yeah, well, I can't speak for ten years, but I can definitely tell you at five. Like, yeah. I'm still attracted to my man to this day as I was when I met him. And our sex is just getting better and better. Like a couple of days ago, we had this amazing experience where like we woke up the next morning <laughs> and 
You know when you have a dating, when you're dating someone and then you had sex and you had kind of this hangover? Yeah. Like, I'm not talking about, well, you can have a bad sex experience, but you can have a really good one and like there's so much depth connection and intimacy. You're like, what was that? Like, that's what I just had a couple mm -hmm. of days ago with him when we were like in the morning kind of being awkward. Like, what was that about? You know, like getting the kids ready. And then finally he broke the ice and he told me in a meeting like, what was that about? And I was like, ooh, I don't know. <laughs> Anyways, um, That's exciting. Amazing. Sign me up for more of that. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, look, I'm not going to say, and there's different ways that relationships can be sustained. One of the ways that I see in a lot of the couples out there who have long sustainable, I mean, obviously your values have to be aligned yeah. and all of that. And, um, some in some of the couples, they have more of like that friendship uh, mechanism you know happening which is kind of like a 50 50 dynamic where you don't see a lot, a lot of polarity there at all yeah and basically this is what i feel like most couples end up with after that whole you know honeymoon period whatever they just end up being friends or roommates or whatever and you can you can see that there's no polarity they probably stop having sex like oh yeah that stuff so your question is how do you sustain polarity you work with the same principles that th that's why you know, my program claimed is all designed to help a woman start to attract committed masculine men. Because when you start to completely change those dynamics and start to attract, like you, Shane, right? Like you're attracting committed masculine. I don't know how committed they are, but it sounds like you're attracting <laughs> Oh, yeah. I, I don't feel like I'm ready for full-on marriage and stuff. Like I'm still in the, you know, building my business and... I want yeah. to be at a certain place before I move into like having children and stuff. Cause I know that'll happen quick. Got it. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah. So sustaining that polarity, you know, in fact, my point was, I was thinking of, well, what is the next level that, you know, I could create, I could create an offer for women and kind of the logical step would be, well, how do you then sustain this? You know, so here's one program about how to trust that to track different types of men. So they're great all of that and then the next level seems to be like how do you then sustain this in a relationship right and to me this i can't create that program because the principles are the same the principles of you as a woman so let's say you get married a lot of women what do they do they just relax mm -hmm. they go kids yeah. are happening they're like gaining on weight for i mean nothing wrong with that but this is kind of a prevalent dynamic of like you know you gain weight you yeah. forget about yourself all the focus is on the children and forget about sex, forget about my husband. So the, the, the family dynamic in a woman's mind, because they've probably seen their mothers do that is children first, husband next, and I'm the last one. Mm -hmm. And so wrong, <laughs> yeah. wrong because, and if you do this, this is what I teach from the beginning. You are the prize and you put yourself first. So how you date is, and this translates into, your family dynamic is you come first. Absolutely. And this doesn't mean that, and you get the best piece. An exercise that I give with all the women, and I suggest that your listeners do as well. Let's say there's a cake or a dish or a meal. A lot of the kind of the, uh, the traditional, like, you know, my mother used to do that. Probably, I can't remember because my mother passed away when I was really young. But I know that my husband's mother does. This is like children first right and then you give kids to eat and then the men mm -hmm. and then you're running around hungry up yeah. and, down, and then maybe you eat something 
and you completely forget about yourself. So putting yourself last in the feminism is, is the worst thing you can do mm-hmm. because I know that my, my daughters are watching and so when I put myself first, when I get the best space, so if there's a cake, if there's dinner, I mean, I cook dinner, right? Most yeah. of the times. I, if I'm sitting first at the table or whatever, I just put myself first, always. I love right? that. This means I, take, this means that I take care of my body. This means that, as you can see, you know, my hair is usually really straight. You're gorgeous. Hair, <laughs> thank you. My husband loves it. I put on makeup. I'm interested in fashion. I take a lot of time for myself. You know, right. my kids are in daycare full time. Once or a couple of, I mean, obviously I'm exercising uh, because I feel good in my body when I am. And I take care of myself. I can go to the movies by myself during the week if I feel like it, especially when I'm in my like premenstrual phase or whatever. And I have zero guilt about this yeah. because I know that if I'm happy and fulfilled as a woman, my children will be happy, my husband is happy. When I'm not happy, exhausted, tired, whatever the women do, you know, to suppress those emotions, Mm -hmm. take care of everybody else and expecting that they will return all of it, it's a recipe for a disaster because they never return. (laughs) They never return because you expect them to return. Exactly. And most women don't do that stuff until they're already at the point of a burnout. When they're almost, yes. the relationship's almost over, they're almost losing their job, their bank account's drained. And I don't think a lot of women realize how amazing being in your feminine is because it shifts your bank account, it shifts your daily life. If anything, what you mentioned about the whole letting go of yourself, that's like a nightmare. I can't imagine that because I have like my rituals, my routines. And if I didn't, like everyone in my life always jokes and they're like, how are you going to do all that stuff when you have kids? And I'm like, well, obviously marry a man who's going to make sure there's a chef or a nanny or someone helping <laughs> or just be the rich yeah, wife who can afford possible. that. That's not always possible, but you can totally do that. I and mean, obviously yeah. when children arrive, it's a completely different dynamic. Like I'll give you an example before kids are actually, uh, after I had my first child and she started kind of sleeping through the night, I used to have this routine where I'd wake up at 5 a.m. And I would have like an hour and a half to two hours to myself. So morning routine is extremely important. Mm -hmm. And I used to write. I used to journal. I used to do my feminine. Like I used to do a lot of this. Like I had like five different things in my morning routine. Now, after having two, running a business, not so possible. I try. And the one thing that I do for sure, I try to wake up at least half an hour before my kids. Mm -hmm. So I can spend time with me. Because I know that in the morning and weekends are kind of like I sleep in, but I know that if every day I focus on me and I spend that half an hour in peace and quiet, either to journal or to write or to just do my flow, which can be even 15 minutes, then I'm fulfilled and I'm happy. So going back to your question, it's the same principles, putting yourself first, focusing on yourself as a woman, that in itself creates this polarity being in your feminine so that if you do things right from the beginning, you then inspire or create this polarity naturally from the beginning and attract like why people don't have sex Mm -hmm. because they're not attracted to each other or because they do not put this as a priority one of the other things that i can give you that i teach all my women and all the listeners probably will benefit from it is i don't i see this thing that women do a lot and i call this a mistake because they expect a man to play all these different roles for them. Oh, they yeah. expect their men to be this emotional tampon. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, my like if you look at the roles that my husband plays in our dynamic, he is my husband, he's my 
co-parent. He's my business partner. He is, uh, eh, I don't call, he's never my friend, but some would say like, let's say he's a friend. Well, yeah. I'm gonna, I was going to ask you that next. <laughs> so finish yeah. what you're saying, then yeah, I'll ask let's that. Let's talk about that. Okay. Um, and then a lover, right? What yes. I teach women to do is choose one role that your man will play for you, the most important role. What is the priority? Mm -hmm. For me, personally, it's the lover. I want, I want us to be lovers yeah. because that for me, I mean, of course I want us to be husband, wife, compared, whatever, but that is not as important for me personally as choosing him as my lover. Right. And so I feel like when you have this polarity, you focus on yourself and when you choose the role that you play in it, dynamic relationship or marriage as lovers, mm -hmm. this is the recipe to create attraction and uh, polarity. And this is how, and of course, sometimes we do scheduled sex, especially after babies, you know, Friday afternoon. <laughs> Friday care, night, I love it. It works for you. But I love it. It's important. Like, and Absolutely. it doesn't have to be, you know, I'm not a woman with a high libido. I think most women don't have a high libido. And so I think once a week happens for sure. Mm -hmm. If it doesn't, then we know there's a problem and we got, well, not a problem, but you know, you know how, oh my God, when you have kids and <laughs> it's a nightmare sometimes i'm so exhausted but i still focus on that because you know a relationship is like a garden you got to take care of it you got to water it you got to go on date nights mm -hmm. and all of that so if you do that and it doesn't have to be big if you do that then you i mean there's no guarantees in life right, right. like a relationship stagnating you lose attraction whatever for a variety of reasons i'm not saying this is it because there's obviously so so many more factors that play into this mm -hmm. but this has been my experience in terms of how we managed to sustain polarity and attraction in our marriage five years past yeah so your husband is not your best friend no and can you tell us why oh my god no <laughs> i know right let's <laughs> talk about polarity <laughs> Yeah, you should end this episode. Ten biggest misconceptions women have about men. One of them would be your man, your romantic partner is not your friend. Mm -hmm. um, I did this like apparently super controversial post that I posted in one of the publications and it, like all those radical feminists or whatever like gave me so much shit about it because I said that when you're single and dating, there should be no men around you besides the ones who are romantically interested. Yes. Get out of the boys club, drop the boys club and uh, what is it? Drop the boys club basically. And there's a whole story about how I all my life thought that I'm part of the boys club and I had a lot of pride in it because I have a lot of this masculine energy. I used to look down on women. I used to feel like women are just bitches and dramatic and whatever, whatever, weak, you know, um, and I used to identify myself with men a mm -hmm. lot because of that extreme masculine energy. I actually, at one point in time, I remember I, I felt when my masculine energy was at the height, I felt like I had a penis. <laughs> big dick energy. <laughs> yeah, big dick energy. Exactly. Because I was just piercing for the world in my mm -hmm. work and with men and whatever. And so one of the biggest things that I've done, and I get these questions from my clients, and we talk about this. One of the clients, um, I think her name is Emily, she's talking about going on the New Year's Eve with three guys as friends. And she's like, what do you think about that? Should I not do that? And I'm like, yeah, mm -hmm. you should not do that. <laughs> if you're in an active stage now, there's different things when you're married, older, whatever. Yeah. What I'm saying is if you're a woman, 
in an active stage of dating and you're working actively working on being in your feminine and attracting that committed masculine men no no male friends and if you actually ask men about it i'll actually share the reel on my instagram the other day men and this is what my husband said when one of the women asked him um or my clients asked him he said a lot of men who are your friends are just waiting for a moment to get romantically involved with you they're just covering it up it's a strategy that men use to be your friend mm -hmm. but they're actually interested in you romantically and waiting for a moment men are not your friends how we and i don't know if as a woman you can get to that level of deep friendship i don't know if you know what i'm talking about shane probably because you're doing this work i do i do. do with a woman you know no man will understand first of all if a man is there like constant like it's weird when i'm like it is. Do you know what happened? And do you know how I felt? You know, when we get together as women, we just talk. Yeah. We just talk about That's what you have girlfriends for. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And about all the feelings and what happened. Oh, my God, your nails are pink. That's amazing. <laughs> like, if you have men who engage with you in such dynamics as how you would talk to a girlfriend, you know something's yeah. not right there. Yeah. Besides, if you surround yourself with male friends when you're single... This doesn't give an opportunity to a guy who's really interested in you to approach. Because I men know. don't approach women who are surrounded by men because they think that, oh, one of them is their boyfriend, blah, blah. So there's a lot of things mm -hmm. there. Now, let's talk about, you asked me, is, is your husband your friend? <laughs> no, he's not my friend because, because I have girlfriends for that. I have women for that. Now, I'm actively now working on creating my girlfriend circles. I grow in my business as, an, as a human, but... It's just not the role that he plays for me. I mean, of course we are. Like, we're not friends, but of course our values are aligned. We yes. listen to the same podcasts. We obviously created a family. We want the same things. We could be, like, you could call this a friend, but, but it's not. Like, I don't yeah. look at my husband as my friend. Like, the same I, way you gave the... That the same way you gave that example of like, you know, talking to your girlfriends, it's different, you know? And also men have less gray matter. So those kind of conversations are not like sufficient for them. And I don't know if you've ever seen like how men, like, have you ever gone to a restaurant and how the guys are sitting? It's like a guy's night and they're watching a game and they all sit like next to each other and they're just looking straight ahead. Women, we want to see each other. We want to feel each other's vibes. Men, they just look at a screen and they're like, how are the kids? Good. How's the wife? You know, and that's it. They're, that's their conversation. That's how they connect. Yeah, or, or there's like a lot of banter. Like, I know my husband, his best friend, they, they talk about shit all the time. I'm like, there's no <laughs> Like, what do you guys, I've never heard them talk about deep, like, substantial things. And But my husband, a friendship with another man is a chance to banter, to laugh, to think about the past. <laughs> To like joke about the you know yeah like, ha, ha. like and of course do men need depth 100 percent and mm -hmm. some of this depth they they get from their women or the women they're surrounded by or from coaches or mentor or whatever right but the needs and friendship are, are so different so no i don't consider him my friend he's my mm -hmm. lover yes and then husband co-parent business partner and probably all the lead like i'm not even concerned about my husband being my friend because I've got women for that. I yes. don't need my husband to be my friend. I love that. I love that. So I'm curious to know, you said you have two kids. Does this mean that you're never in your masculine energy? 
Um, that's an interesting question, and I need to ask you in return, how does the, having the two kids relate to me never being in my masculine energy? Because because of the children? and Yeah, because having to do, make sure they're taken care of, dropped off at daycare, dinner is done, you're running your business. I think a lot of women have this idea that, oh, if I'm in my feminine, I'm never going to get anything done. So I'm curious to know, like, this is like more so for yeah. me, you know. This is this is this is really common, and I appreciate this question because my clients, when so that they're, they're uber masculine in their disposition, and they come into the program, they work with me, and they get into their feminine, and it's almost like from being uber masculine, then they go into this uber feminine. There's like, I don't want to ever work again. I just want to do flower crowns all day in the, in the, in the forest, and yeah. But, because what happens is, if a woman has been in her head all her life. Uh, doing, doing, achieving, 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 all of these, all of this amazing, rich, beautiful, fertile, uh, on many different levels, world in her body was suppressed, yes. was never actually given a chance to be acknowledged, be embodied, and be lived. And so when, well, using the tools that I teach, but of course, you know, there's so many other tools that, and different coaches and teachers, and so when she drops into her body, out of her masculine, into her feminine, and rediscovers herself as a woman, I have this famous module three in my program that's all about helping a woman rediscover her unique feminine flavor, like who she is as a, like that's what happened for me, right? Like I was that uber masculine woman. I was never interested in, like I thought that you know women who take care of their style, their makeup, their nails, whatever, it's like super. Uh, superficial and frivolous. <laughs> I'll never know. Like style is not for me. Mm -hmm. Doing my hair is not for me. Like all of that, or creativity, or embodiment, or just relaxing, sitting in a bath for half an hour. Yeah. So when I did this work, there's this whole world that just—it's like a you know once you open the the tap on it, it's like a faucet going or yeah. the floodgates open, and it's like, oh my god, I'm a woman. You know, and embodying and rediscovering your femininity, your womanhood is such an, an amazing journey for a woman who has that been dormant for not even years, decades, but probably her mother was this way. Yeah. Her grandmother, it's like generational thing. So when this floodgates open, she's like, oh my God, I just want to do this all the time because finally this is me. And I see this in a lot of my clients. They actually start to question their, their careers. I mean, it doesn't mean that you're going to be like, that I think that's, that's the fear. I don't want to, like a lot of women just stay in their career, mm -hmm. but they have this part of themselves that afterward they focus and they're in relationship, whatever. But some women change their careers. Like just this morning, I read a post in, in, in my group about a woman who's been in tech all her life and probably because her father told her so, her mom, like whatever. But she's an amazing artist, Shayna. Like you look at her art that she's just done, I don't know, maybe she's done something like, it's incredible. It's one of the, oh, honestly, one of the best arts that I've seen. And I said, if you just put this on Instagram, finally she's thinking of making this transition because nice. this thing in her body has been so strong. She's like, she can't deny it. So what happens, they go through this uber masculine to this uber feminine and being like, all right, I, go, I have this metaphor from workhorse into wild horse. So they I love have that. this wild horse awakening <laughs> moment. And then they're like, oh my God, no, no, I'm not going to work anymore. I'm like, no, no, no. <laughs> and so they stay here for a little bit. But unfortunately, 
well, I don't know if it's fortunately or unfortunate, depending how you look at it. We live in a real, we live in a world that requires us to activate our masculine energy, right? Um, to, I think, as you mentioned earlier, to have purpose, to actualize ourselves, to take care of the kids. You mm-hmm. know, like if you ask me about the kids, I mean, I think taking care of the two children, one, whatever, taking care of anything really requires both sides. Absolutely, it your feminine side. Anything that you do requires a feminine side, intuition, whatever, uh, and your masculine side that you can go and do and then set boundaries and things like that. So it's, it's, it's a constant duality. When it comes to children, of course, I have that maternal instinct. You know, I was pregnant. I birthed them. Um, and I have this, like, really feminine disposition to them. But I'm, I don't want to say I'm quite strict with them, but, like, boundaries are there and... Kids need to be fed, put in the car, drop to daycare. Uh, you know, I have a four-year-old and one-year-old. The four-year-old is, like, totally me and <laughs> a total rebel. And, you know, she, like, yells and runs away and, no, I'm not going to do that. The one-year-old is, like, totally discovering that she's now a human and can say no and run around. Like, it's crazy. So I have to activate my masculine to... You know, even like organize the house, organize the laundry, who's doing what and mm-hmm. where. And then there's that feminine side. So a balanced human being, whether you do your business, children, family, career, is, is a human being who has these two feminine masculine activated. Yes. Now, when it comes to relationship, this is what the, when it comes to relationship with your man, let's say children aside, but obviously children are as a, a result or a consequence of the love and the family whatever yeah. when it comes to the relationship this is where we can a lot more relax and let go of that control uh when it comes to that relationship container because the man is the masculine is responsible for the direction of the relationship of the leading of it like my man he plays the protector provider role right. right i play the the role of uh you know you could call it like the muse or feminine essence or whatever i'm like the inspiration for him or or like I'm feeling in the gaps with my energy, with colors, with whatever. But how we organize our family, our household, our kids are like we're we're totally teammates. Um, you know, if he's like I could be like yesterday, you know, on my knees cleaning up the floor because my <laughs> one year old threw threw out you know, the rice everywhere and the tomatoes. We don't have a chef we used to have, but that didn't work for us. We actually don't have any help. You know, I'm a woman sitting here talking to you runs a seven-figure business I don't have much help because my family isn't here and my kids are in daycare so we just do it as a team you know yeah. I cook dinner he gets the kids kids come back dinner's on the table we eat and then we clean up together that's how we work we, it's it's a total 50-50 in terms of how we divide responsibilities around the house but I, I think a bit more is like a hundred a hundred that, that's kind of a framework that I teach. It's not 50-50 because when you do 50-50, then you get into this bickering of like, you did this, I did yeah. this. You did that. It doesn't happen in our home. What happens is things need to get done. And it's like the first one who sees that mess on the floor cleans it up. Yeah. And then we divide things around. Like, you know, I'm in charge of the laundry, for example. Why? Because my husband just takes all the clothes, all the whites, all, all my silk, all my pink <laughs> stuff into the washing because he doesn't care doesn't have any idea like like no yeah. i'm gonna do laundry right? <laughs> like, 
I'm in charge of the, well, first of all, I'm in charge of, in charge of the energy in the relationship and in the house. And we talked about him, uh, about this. If I'm not happy, then no one's happy. Oh, yeah. So <laughs> I'm in charge of all of that. And then he's in charge of taking out the rubbish because it stinks and I'm going to touch it. Killing it's all too the heavy. <laughs> taking care of the finances. You know, like the, the big, the, the cars. Yeah. The house, like the big stuff. And so that that's how it works but every family is different so you got to find your own way of how these pieces of the puzzle come together and being in your feminine it's not just like when it comes to romantic relationships but also like you mentioned you know you find alignment to break out of hustle culture and find what really calls you and I really hope your client stuff takes off on Instagram because like the more consistent she shows up and she's just taking that aligned action the doors will open you know and also sisterhood is another part you know this conversation that we've had is amazing and we need to have more conversations like this because when women come together you know we shift the energy of the world not just for ourselves but also the men the children I love how you shared the example of you know showcasing to your daughters that you serve mom first serves herself first that's really important yeah yeah for sure and I mean, there, there has to be something to be said about, I think you mentioned, what was that, soft life? Yes. Um, look, the, the thing is that when I, and I've been exploring, you know, this leadership concept and let's say business or career, and, and there's definitely elements of your feminine that you can bring to the table. Absolutely. 100%. Mm -hmm. and, I'm, and I'm trying to, like, even with my business, you know, I try to see how I can show up you know, like for me, the elements of the feminine are, you know, I like to dress up and I take care of my style and the makeup and all of these things. I try to do things that feel good to me and find a way where I can show up fully myself as a woman in my feminine. However, you know, remember how we talked about this balance, right? Right. Business and work are masculine domains. Absolutely. 100%. So, yes, the hustle culture has, has, has taken us to a place where it's become too much. Because what I actually was talking to a client about this yesterday because she was asking me this a similar question. And I said, you know, like a lot of, you know, this feminist movement that we talked about, you know, the masculine is blamed, the patriarchy is blamed and all of that for where we are here. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, how far we've got uh, yeah why we're here like you know look at our oceans look at climate change look at this hustle culture look at people uh, over hours and all that that is the product of masculine or the consequence of the masculine energy overdoing however one of these things is that a lot of these i guess movements don't recognize is how what the masculine energy in the world or we can do it draw a pedal and it has actually done when you look at how far we've come in terms of technological advancements, industrial advancements, like all the roads, all the buildings were built by men. Yes. Who works in the mines are men. Men. Mm -hmm. So a lot of this labor that's to this day, if you look at statistics, you know, all of the most risky jobs are taken by men. Yeah. That's why to me, it just, you know, this whole thing about masculinity is toxic and men and stuff. All right, cool. Well, women get together and go and work in a mine. Go and build roads. <laughs> oh God! Right, like when you're pregnant, go in a mine. 
Colonville Roads. Yeah. You were a mother of a young six, you know, three month old baby. Why don't you go go and uh, work on a garbage truck? Uh, yeah. You know, like there's there's a double st- or like firefighters, police, right? Like yeah. so, men and masculinity and masculine energy has the role. And when we look at that masculine environment, of course, it's gone too far. And I think, um, and I was talking to a client about this, the feminine rises. It's the same thing in a relationship. When your man, and my man does this quite often because he's a man. He just has his blinders and he goes as a train. He doesn't notice who feels what. He mm-hmm. doesn't notice the consequences of his actions because he's just wired to go forward like a train, to achieve. It's a very linear journey. They're amazing at that, at focusing, yeah. <laughs> like working, freaking nonstop, right? But in that process, a lot of things get missed. And this is where the feminine rises in a relationship and in society and slaps him on the face and says, hello, wake up. The children are crying. I do not feel good in this. Yes. The, the planet is suffering. Um, this hustle work culture, you know, Elon, like Elon Musk is, um, I think the epitome of masculine energy and all <laughs> men around the world, like, you know, Joe Rogan, whatever. I'm, I'm not sure if you're familiar with I am. Rogan I am. You know, Elon Musk is like, oh, <laughs> like all men just pray to Elon Musk because he's the epitome of like, ach- like achievement. You know, Elon Musk says, my success is I work a hundred hours a week. Like, and men are like, Oh shit! I yeah. just need to work more hours. Step it more up. More hours. Grind, grind. Like if you ask my husband, that's what he does, and that's what he thinks. And yeah, we can argue about this, but he'll never understand me. And I'm like, oh god, no. Yeah. I work less. Yeah. So you know, there's this levers that you need to pull and and work and business. It is a masculine environment, and I myself have been burning out, yeah. um, in this hustle culture and grind. But I have enough experience and maturity now to not, um, you know, like count to, to know that my expertise is not in the hours that I put. And so I just found a way. I think that's what women are going to have to do is find a way that works for you. Yeah. You feel that your goals are being accomplished and you know that there's this masculine energy. I work with my husband, so I've solved it in that way. He's my business partner. So he takes a lot of that driving for me um and i still work you know i still show up and i am in my masculine because i've got goals and things so i mean this is a completely different discussion because you mentioned the hustle and the things hustle needs to happen yes you you gotta hustle you you gotta activate that masculine energy if you want to succeed in that world absolutely you can definitely bring feminine elements into it and if you're embodied doing the work like depth first structure second always is the principle that i teach all my women so if you are dropping into yourself as a woman if you're aligned in who you are if you're embodied in your femininity then how are you going to show up in the outside world and you let these masculine structures hold you the masculine structure of money universe men and let these structures support and hold you then i think that you're just going to have a much more aligned and, and pleasant journey absolutely i agree and i think that the reason that a lot of people bash patriarchy is because we as humans, we just want something to blame. But I love your example of look at what men have done versus like a woman going out and getting those things done. It's just, we're not built for that. We're biologically not built yeah. for that. <laughs> so any... Yeah, well, pay, pay, yeah. Go ahead. I know you're going to finish. <laughs> a quick note about the patriarchy. Um, 
yes, I agree with you. Humans, we just need to blame something. But yeah. there's a lot of misunderstanding about patriarchy when you think about this. Mm-hmm. Um, because patriarchy is a system that has evolved and developed based on certain principles. And if you really look at my work is not only based on feminine masculine energy and divine, I don't even use divine feminine, whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I really wanted to understand why feminine masculine polarity works. Like why, where are the roots of it? And if you go deep enough, you start to get to the root of it, which is explanation for is evolutionary psychology so if you get into evolutionary psychology one book that i recommend is david bass uh, david bass evolution of desire patriarchy actually is a product of women being attracted to and choosing mates who have the most amount of resources because the man who has the most amount of resources and is high in the social hierarchy is the man who will then channel these resources to you and your child. And this is how women, evolutionarily speaking, this is thousands and thousands of years, have secured their place in a relationship dynamic or a marriage and make, made sure that, oh, shit, I get pregnant. I can't work. Mm-hmm. I can't carry stuff. I need to breastfeed my baby for, you know, it takes an average three to four years for a woman to have a child. And so it still works the same way here. And so this is why we can't even control it. We're always going to be attracted to the guy who is the alpha guy and he's masculine. So patriarchy is a direct result of that. If you don't want a patriarchy as a woman, stop being attracted to men who are successful. (laughs) (laughs) To men who are at the top. Yeah. Uh, Okay, not going to happen. So the patriarchy is actually a product of that. But see, the thing is that most women don't want to think about that don't want to go deep and understand yes it's easier to just blame men in the patriarchy and then think about all the things that have been wrong there or you know women have been oppressed and all that Mm -hmm. yes they have been oppressed but that's not the reason to to blame a system that has been developed for thousands thousands of women are the ones who choose that's the powerful thing to understand as a woman you choose you choose your mate that's why they're all peacocking look at the animal kingdom Right, yeah. most ma- males, they peacock, so you can choose them. That's what they ma- men do. Men go to the top and succeed. Why? Because evolutionarily speaking, they know that if they succeed, it's all. If you really think about this, it's all for women. Our mating strategies and how we survive as a, as a species is based on reproductive success. That's why all these all men have this amazing ability to focus and build and build resources because deep down their genes are programmed to be at the top. So that they can get the most fertile women, fertile, the most mm-hmm. attractive women. Um, and so that's how it works. It's fascinating when you understand this and the whole world kind of makes sense. And you just stop blaming things for, you know, because you, because patriarchy, you know. So and you know. I love that explanation. And also a woman will always choose safety over love. So a woman who does, you know, embrace her feminine aspects. She's going to choose a man that can provide for her, that can protect her. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, safety can come with love, but but yeah, 100%. Um, this is true everywhere. That's why women say, I want to feel safe in a relationship and not 
I want to feel loved. Of, of course, love comes with that. But but yeah, there's deep psychological mechanisms that are running um, when it comes in all of us when it comes to mating strategies and the strategies we choose are most of the time unconscious. Like most of us are not even aware that, yeah. that we do this. But when you study this, it gives you awareness, clarity, and you understand, okay, yeah, that's why I slept with that guy who was, you know, the on stage or the center of attention you know no wonder i'm attracted to these men so um yeah beautiful what last words do you have for the audience what else would you like to share um if you're a woman and you're masculine i mean if you're a woman who's struggling with relationship dynamics and you see patterns um my last message is is the you know look into the mirror because men are our mirrors. And so whatever you're not satisfied with in your dating dynamics or whatever, your job is to look deep down inside and ask yourself, how and why am I attracting this? Not all the time this is the, the case, but if it's a pattern, let's say you're attracting men who are emotionally unavailable or men who want you to lead, uh, you got to look inside and, and because the work is inside and you need to become that person um, who your ideal mate is attracted to and wants to be in a relationship with. Well said, Anna. Well said. And where can people find you and your work? Yeah. So I'm on, I mean, the best place that I can, that I can send people is actually to my signature training in terms of, you know, if you are a single woman looking to attract great men, go to claim.com slash training. This is my signature training where I give you a whole framework, a four step process in terms of how you can attract committed masculine men, as I call them. Um, but otherwise, you can find me on Instagram. You know, I'm on Arovo on Instagram, and there's the link to that training in my bio as well. Awesome. And is claim just for single ladies, or can we? Most women are single, but we do have clients who are in a relationship, and um, they're trying to switch their dynamics. So let's say he's not proposing for a long time, or the woman really realizes, oh, my God, I wear the pants in this marriage or the relationship, and I want to change things. Um, and I always say for women in relationships, there's two scenarios here as you do the work. Number one is that the more you step into your feminine, the more your man will step into his masculine and you're really going to be able to shift that dynamic. The second scenario, which sometimes happens also, is that you can get clarity and realize that this man who you're with, unfortunately, doesn't have the capacity to hold space for you and to be his masculine the way you want him to be and then you get clarity to perhaps move move on wonderful awesome ladies i will also link this in the show notes i will link anna's claimed website and her instagram so you can find her and her amazing work i hope you enjoyed this episode anna thank you so much for your time it has been a pleasure and i hope to talk to you soon thank you it was a pleasure thank thanks you. for having me on Hope this was insightful and you're feeling empowered. I would appreciate if you could do an Apple podcast review. It takes less than 15 seconds. Forward and share this with anyone you feel would benefit. Tag me on Instagram and I will talk to you soon.